0: Welcome to the Expedition Success Podcast, where we hope to elevate your mind through discussion with successful innovators, entrepreneurs, athletes, professionals, and creators on their journeys towards success. I'm your host, Liam Kaufman, and joining me on part two of our talk with Jack is my co-host, Michael Allen. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of our discussion with Jack, and thank you for listening. Otherwise, let's hop right into this episode. So, like, before I ask about the training that kind of got you that <laughs> point when you really went on program, can you talk about to the listeners or, like, kind of put into perspective, like, what a 500-pound squat at 150-pound body weight is, like, like compared to, like, other lifts?
1: Um, what do, you, what do you mean, like, versus a deadlift or, like, a bench press?
0: Just, like – Throughout weight, history, like what good. people have been squatting at that body weight, like what does that look like overall, or even on the national level?
1: Oh, okay. Um on a national level, like in the Federation I compete in, it really doesn't mean too much. All all that matters is your total. Um for me, uh specifically, I one of my friends told me this. Uh I can't really quote him word for word. But uh, he said something about um, me being able to chase the world record for a squat at 150. I think the weight was 530 that I had to beat or something like that. Um, And he told me this, like, after I ended up squatting 500. um, And I would love to chase that. But I've already gone up a weight class just because my end goal is much bigger than that. Um, it'd be pretty cool to do that, but um it's just not something that I'm really interested in right now. Um, but like five hundred pounds like on your back, it kind of just feels like it's really it just kind of feels like whatever your max attempt would be, as weird as that sounds. Like when I was only able to do three twenty, it kind of felt the same. It didn't really feel any different. All that was different was like um you know, my men- my mentality going into it, you know, I really had to push and like push my limits. Like I getting under the bar and pushing against that is probably like one of the most fun things ever. <laughs> one of the best things ever.
0: Yeah, that's insane. I know if I put 500 on my back, I would uh, just collapse. I'd fold <laughs> inward. <laughs>
2: wouldn't yeah. last too long
0: um so like hearing about your kind of your story like when you first started you mentioned like you talked to your coach you said i really want to do this like will you coach me um he laid out that program and it sounded like you had a big jump of like what you were able to hit so i know with the first program you mentioned a lot of it was strength training more what you would think of as like body bodybuilding um from what i remember so yeah yeah What was the change between that program and then what you started doing when you really got under this coach um, and really focused just on powerlifting? Like, what does that training look look like? And like, what's why is it different than just like normal um, bodybuilding?
1: So uh, when I went under my coach, um, we did kind of submaximal training. So we use RPE, which is rate of perceived exertion. Um, It's kind of really hard to gauge yourself. You got like I myself even sometimes have trouble gauging with it. Um, So it's kind of subjective. Um, You know, you don't have like if I had like some days I'll be able to lift like three, you know, 400 pounds, but for like five reps, but some days I'll not be able to even touch it for one. Um, It all depends on like outside factors, your sleep, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. So, it's a way to kind of auto regulate your training so you still make progress, even if you're not at your full capacity. Um, it's different from bodybuilding because bodybuilding is strictly aesthetics and powerlifting is strictly strength. Um, you know, squat, bench, and deadlift that's what you're training. You're not really training to have a huge back. Uh, what I do is power build. So I do bodybuilding movements. I just don't do as like, I don't wreck my back after deadlifting. You know, I'll probably do like two or three exercises at an RP of like six or seven, which is enough, even eight, which is enough to make gains in muscle without completely tiring yourself out. Because if you're just going to keep going at that, you're going to burn out. So, RPE is a really good way of kind of keeping yourself, like, from getting burnt out.
0: Um, So, like, for our listeners who probably aren't as familiar with it, like, if you say, I'm going to have, like, an RPE of six for this exercise, like, what does that mean?
1: um, So, let's say you want to get a certain weight at RPE six for, like, one rep. Um basically i mean what i would recommend is like you get a max of whatever you can do for 10 um and then a couple days later do five for that and you'll feel what rpe5 is um and you, you basically do 10 minus the rpe so if you're doing rpe8 10 minus 8 is 2 that means you have two more reps left in the tank Um, so it's again, it's subjective. So you're like, could I have gotten that? Could I not have gotten that? You know, stuff like that. Um, it's really hard to gauge. Like I said, I'd go about it by if I were like, you know, just starting out again, that's what I would do. I would get like a 10 rep max or like a five rep max and then go from there. Like if I could do 185 for five and then a couple days later, just do it for two you'll figure out what your rp7 kind of feels like because like a five is like on a borderline a warm-up uh a six is like kind of heavy still really easy seven is like you're kind of you know getting to a weight where it's hard um and then eight is you're like you feel you know you you can just feel the weight you know you're like oh this is heavy Nine is getting close to a max attempt. So nine, you should be pretty gassed after. And then 10 is base, is just going all out. Um, I don't do anything below a five because anything under a five is, in my opinion, basically impossible to gauge because it's so easy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how RPE works. Was that a good description?
0: Yeah, like so for myself... Um... Like, say I'm benching, like, normally I'll just go do, like, five sets of five or something where, like, the fifth one is definitely a struggle. Like, I'm struggling to get it up. How could I incorporate um, RPE like, within my training or if I wanted to kind of go more about that system instead of what I do now?
1: Um. So what, I'll, I'll kind of tell you what my coach does for me. And this is exactly what I would probably do for anybody else. Um. So we have we have either a four or five week period right now I'm in a five week period, but a four or five week period. Um, and I train four times, four times a week. I squat and bench on Monday, deadlift on Wednesday, I squat and bench, uh, Friday and deadlift on, I deadlift and bench on Saturday. Um, and that, so Monday and Wednesday they're like easy kind of days. And then Friday and Saturday, they're kind of harder. Um, what we do is the first week is RPE five or six of all the lifts in the week. Um and then the second week is RPE six to seven, the third one is seven to eight, and the fourth one is eight to eight to nine. And then if there's a fifth one, you'll do nine to ten. Uh you want to try your best not to fail. So when you're training, um you kind of wanna be uh, smart about it uh, my coach is usually with me when I'm on my primary days so he kind of keeps me from doing that I probably would have failed you know if he hadn't um, but you kind of so what he's doing is basically ramping up uh the intensity so everything else is staying sets and reps are staying um and then like what i do on monday is tempo squat so it's like three seconds down and then just coming back up for seven reps and then uh friday is a pause squat so there are different variations but the rpe is the same but for tempo i'm using like 330 pounds for pause squat like this week i'm going for 407 for five so it's you know it's very it's very different amounts of weight with the same kind of rpe um One can be different from the other. Um, But, yeah, what he's doing is just ramping up the intensity every week. And after that fourth or fifth week, you go back down. Um, And at that point, if we feel like something is, you know, not moving how it should be, or if, you know, I don't feel like I'm progressing enough, uh, we can kind of go in and change all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's kind of, he just kind of ramps up the amount of intensity and that's how I'm able to, you know, keep powerlifting. And like, I like play basketball. I play basketball probably two, two to four times a week. And, you know, when I get a lot stronger, I might have to sacrifice that. But for now, I'm able to kind of still gauge that. And by using RPE, I'm able to like, basically stay fresh. I mean, there's, maybe one week of the whole time of that four-week period or five-week period where I'm really, like, struggling. And that's the last week, which would be this week, funny enough.
2: So I feel like bodybuilder or not bodybuilders, powerlifters kind of have this, like, reputation of being super stiff and not very mobile. Um, but you said, obviously, you play basketball. Um, do you do anything for mobility? Or, like, have you noticed anything about, like – like where you feel more stiff than you did before? Yeah.
1: um, So I get deep tissue massages uh, from one of our gyms. Um, The guy is really good. He works on a lot of athletes. Um, I do that. I haven't gotten one in like six or seven weeks, but I usually try to get in there like at least twice a month or something to keep myself loose and stuff like that. I use a Theragun. Um, which really helps if you're just like really tight or like if I had a really hard session and played basketball the night before, like I'll wake up really stiff and I'll use that thing and it'll like work wonders on my body. Um, I also go into a sauna. Um, I feel like that really helps with my joints. Like when I twisted my ankle, I would go in there for 20 minutes at 200 degrees and come out. And I borderline be able to walk with, like, absolutely no struggle at all. So I don't know if that's placebo or if it actually does something. But every time I come out of the sauna, I feel, like, really relaxed and just, like, I guess stretched out, you could say. Um, So that, like, that's one of the huge things for recovery. Um, I almost go in the sauna every day uh, for 20 minutes. Uh, If I can't do it every day, I'll definitely try for, like – four times a week at least. Uh especially after those hard training days, that definitely helps a lot in my opinion. Um I also use fish oil and uh strong joints. So that helps too. Um you're obviously not going to see an improvement like the day after you take them, but it builds up over time. Uh I've been taking them like every day for I think like a year, maybe a year and a half or something like that. Um, And it helps a lot. So it's just just keeping my body healthy. Uh, But those are the main things I do for recovery. Um, Eating is a big one too. And so is sleep. Uh, Sleep is probably the biggest one, in my opinion. I'm like a I'm like a nuisance when it comes to sleep. Like I, I'll literally get stressed if I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> so I think sleep's definitely one of the biggest ones that helps too.
0: Yeah, no, I was going to say that. Like <laughs> since I think as long as I've known you, like you've always gotten like good sleep and really focused on that um, because that can really just make up for so many things. I feel like a lot of times people spend so much time just trying to stretch, trying to massage, massages, trying to do all the other things. Instead of just getting a good night's sleep every night, which can make worlds of difference, so it's good yeah. that you
1: with like with sleep like if you go into a really hard session and you have bad sleep that night, honestly and you have another session the next day like honestly, bad sleep that one night isn't gonna make or break you if you eat enough food, you'll be fine, basically just tell yourself that you're fine um I don't think it's going to have a huge hindrance on whether or not you can perform that day. But if you start to consistently get bad sleep, it's going to start to pile up. I also think that's why I don't get injured either. I haven't had a serious injury from powerlifting yet. Um, I've only been doing it for a year and a half. So obviously, I'm still pretty, I'm considered pretty new to it. Um, But I, I definitely credit sleep with a lot of that as to why I haven't.
2: So you said that you take uh, fish oil supplements uh, to help with your joint health. Um, What other supplements do you take? And then what kind of like, what is your nutrition and like your diet plan kind of look like?
1: Uh, So any other supplements? I take creatine or I did. I have not taken creatine consistently for the past like month and a half. Um, And I haven't seen any of my lifts like suffer. Um, that could also be because I'm going into another weight class. I'm like 155 pounds right now. So, adding that weight on can also have an effect on your lift. So, it might just be just because I'm a little bit heavier. Um, but those are just basically the supplements. I mean, only those three uh, whey protein, too. That's another. Um, I try to get all my protein from like actual food. Uh, I don't really like to use whey protein, but if I'm you know, struggling to hit that, um, I will use it. Um, before, before this, uh, meet, I honestly did not really track any of my nutrition. Um, I kind of knew what I ate and stuff like that, but I wasn't too crazy about it. Um, I do track protein and calories. So I'm a, like, I feel like that's all you need to track really in my personal opinion. um, Whether or not you're trying to get stronger, gain weight, lose weight, stuff like that, I think protein and calories is more than enough to, you know, go one way or the other. Um, But my protein intake is basically my my body weight or a little bit more of my body weight. I think right now I'm shooting for 160 grams of protein, so it's five grams over my body weight currently. Um, And calories. They're a little bit over twenty five hundred, because um, I'm not really trying to put on a lot of weight uh, in a small amount of time. So I'm fine with gaining, you know, little bits at a time. I mean, I've, I've, w- I've woken up at one fifty five. I've put myself on a scale, like literally, like maybe five hours later, and I've been one fifty nine. Like it is so easy to manipulate your body weight uh, through water and food that you eat. Like you don't really know what you're doing until you consistently like at the same time every day consistently weigh yourself and kind of the eye test too, just looking at yourself and seeing like, do you see a difference? Um, but yeah, that's basically it for my nutrition. Um, yeah, I don't think you really need to do much else besides that.
0: So then going into your first actual meat um obviously you have to meet the weight standards or like if you want to get into the correct weight class that you're aiming for did you do any type of um like taper or just try to lose weight so you could be at the correct weight for that meet
1: so i didn't but i definitely should have um so what a lot of powerlifters do is called a water cut um so a lot of these people you see training at a certain weight class they tend to train Five pounds five to seven pounds above what they weigh in at and um basically what a water cut does is the week before you start drinking a lot of water um for somebody like me it would probably i drink a gallon a day it would probably be like two and a half gallons for the first two days and then you kind of taper off to two gallons and then like one gallon or one and a half and then one and then I believe two two days before, you would just stop drinking completely. So you're not drinking any water. Um, And what that does is when you're drinking all that water, it tricks your body into thinking that you're still drinking that amount when you're not at all. So you're going to be constantly peeing. And those two days, you're basically peeing out that water weight. So you're peeing out that five to seven pounds that you need. And then once you weigh back in at uh, weigh-ins, you can start drinking again. Um, What people use is Pedialyte, um, salt and vinegar chips, a lot of carbs after so you don't cramp up. Um, Pedialyte is definitely like an essential. Um, And I have my coaches, my coach's coach has done this where they'll come in like, a pound over or, like, two pounds overweight. Um, and they have, like, an hour left to weigh in. Because um, you can weigh in more than once if you want to cut. Like, if you weigh in a one-pound over, you can cut some more. Um, He's used Jolly Ranchers and literally just, like, spit into a bottle. And you lose a lot of weight when you spit. Uh And he took out three pounds, I think, in that one hour. Just Wait, sucking so on Jolly Ranchers.
0: You're telling me he – spit for an hour straight yes and and lost that much weight
1: yes because the with a jolly rancher because the jolly rancher gets your uh spit going yep he filled up like a half gallon bottle with pure spit (laughs) 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 yeah it's pretty gross but like some people some people do that uh it's pretty crazy (laughs) but you know you gotta do what you gotta do if you really want to make weight
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, what were some of the biggest changes that you've made that have helped your training? I it, it could be anything from like diet or just your recovery process, just any big change that you've made that's really that you've seen like really was beneficial to your training.
1: Um, I would say kind of taking a step back and not you know, having people Like in my mind, some people uh, would think like the weight I'm throwing up is crazy. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to lie, sometimes it's really hard not to put a lot of weight and squat it in front of people or deadlift in front of people. Um, I think taking a step back and just kind of not ego lifting and just doing what you have to do uh, helps tremendously, Um, especially when you're trying to perfect a certain lift like my deadlift i'm still like to this day trying to perfect it and it's been two years in the making so you know just kind of taking a step back and working on your form because really nobody really truly cares what you're doing in the gym uh if you're competing that's when it matters it doesn't matter in the gym so i would say working on your form and just kind of being like meticulous about it. I think that's one of the biggest things that has helped me personally. Um, I remember when my coach first started coaching me and I hit 320 or 355. um, And he told me that you're going to do 225 for nine. And I was like, why? Like 225 for nine for me was like, really really easy not hard at all um and it was just to take a step back and like focus on form uh because my depth wasn't good enough but uh yeah taking a step back focusing on form um definitely when i when i got the theragun that was really nice that helps a lot too um and again sleep and your recovery i think recovery is like something that is so overlooked in everything um, if you're not recovering, you're not going to be able to do what you did in the gym again. You know, you're not going to be performing at your best. So I think recovery is probably the number one thing that has helped me, and it's arguably more important than what you do in the gym.
0: No, I think it's great that you mentioned that because just working out on my own, one of the things I've take took a notice of is just that I, most people go into the gym, and every single time they go into the gym they're pretty much pushing themselves to a max. Um, but when you actually really look at even like the science behind getting stronger, building muscle, a lot of it happens when you're not pushing yourself to that last rep or not repping out that weight. Um, so I think it's really good that you mentioned that and just kind of stepping away from your ego a little bit. Um, Cause you know, it'll help in the future and really focusing yeah. on. Fun.
1: Yeah. Using RP definitely helps with that. I mean, I've yet to plateau on my lifts with RPE um, and with bench, like it's kind of plateaued. Um, But that's kind of because of me. Uh, There have been sessions where I've missed bench just because I really don't care for it. Um, But, you know, that kind of training method, it's relatively new um, and it's still kind of up in the air. But for me uh, and my coach, because he has a coach, um, you know, we've seen tremendous strides with that and i have yet to really hit a wall um I, I really don't think i will anytime soon um but yeah that's one way that really prioritizes recovery and training at the same time
0: so even if you haven't hit in a wall yourself um like do you know how, what are some of the things people can do to like get around a lift or try to finally hit that weight that they've been trying to hit
1: now all depends. Um, it could be a multitude of things. I mean, when I almost hit or when I was at my bench plateau, you know, you kind of have to like look at yourself in the mirror and ask if you're doing everything possible to break that plateau. For me, that answer was no. Uh, I wasn't showing up to every session, you know, benching the way I should have. um, And stuff like that. Uh, My recovery wasn't always 100%. Um, I wasn't always eating enough, um, which is something that like, believe it or not, I, you know, can struggle with sometimes. Um, But if you're doing all of those things, right, like your nutrition and your sleep are on point, um, I would definitely say variations of a certain type of lift. So like for squat, pause, squat, or tempo, uh, for bench, um, tempo bench or a paused bench, um, even Larson pressing, which is where you ha- uh have your feet up in the air on the bench, so you're strictly just using your chest, because in powerlifting you, you use a lot of leg drive. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have for bench, and then deadlift. Uh, you have paused deadlift, so you take the weight off the ground and pause it for like. A second half a second like right off the ground and then you lock out that really helps pause deadlifts really helped me uh that's definitely something that helped me get to a 505 deadlift for sure um but yeah those are the biggest things is variation your nutrition and sleep um if that's not working uh for me what's really helped with bench specifically is dumbbell pressing Um, and doing like incline and flat bench and doing like a four by eight or a three by 12, um, and having those spaced one day apart, uh, also really, really helped. And then if that's not working, you're probably not even doing, uh, you're not even thinking about it. Uh, when you're lifting mind muscle connection is very important. Um, and that has also helped a lot. Like I showed up one day, uh, I did flat dumbbell press with like you know just doing it, um, and then a couple of days later I did it on incline with, you know, thinking about it, and then I was like I was so sore the day after that it was it was crazy, <laughs> so that makes a huge difference. So those are the like four things I would say are probably the best ways to get over a plateau. Or you could hire a coach if you haven't already done that. That also, also helps.
0: <laughs> so one of the things I find interesting about your the way like you work out and the way you train is, like, I've definitely seen you just go into the gym and I'll work out for, like, an hour and a half, hit all the different exercises I hit, and you'll just still be on the squat rack, um, just doing <laughs> squats or just doing one main exercise. Um, so, like, what is the – focus of that what's the point of that why don't you hit as many like other exercises or is that what most powerlifters are doing where they go into the gym they work on their one lift and then they're out
1: um usually they'll have one or two lifts they're working on um sometimes they'll have all three in one day which is to mimic a meet day um but the i guess philosophy behind that would be when you're powerlifting you have the luxury of taking three, five, seven, eight, even 10 minute rests I've seen, um, and still be able to reap the rewards of what you're doing. Um, you don't need to have like the timing between sets is not as important as it is with bodybuilding. Um, I'd say if you're like trying to get a bigger physique, you definitely need to be on that. Um, But when you're powerlifting, your strength is your biggest asset. And when you're trying to either go for a PR or hit a certain amount of weight for however many reps, uh, your rest periods can be however long. Like I just do it until I feel rested, until I feel like I can go up more or if I feel like I can take the top set again. Um, But yeah, like there have been times where I've warmed up. Uh, And I'll catch somebody in the gym and I'll be talking to them for like 20 minutes and then I'll I'll go hit that set. Now, I don't recommend 20 minutes. That's way too long because you're basically cold at that point in time, uh, which won't really screw you over in terms of being able to hit the set. But you could very easily get injured doing that um so yeah I'd definitely say like anywhere between like two and like eight minutes you can you have that luxury to just kind of hang out and do whatever you want until you have to hit that top set um and for me personally it's worked perfectly I haven't had any problems with that um same thing with my coach he does the same thing um but yeah I don't rest rest isn't as important like the time between as it is in bodybuilding it's Borderline doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> You've already obviously made a lot of progress so far uh, in your powerlifting career, but what are your goals for yourself in the future? Like, what do you what do you want to do with this?
1: Um. So I definitely they kind of changed pretty recently. Um, I wanted to go to Raw Nationals, which is like the Super Bowl of powerlifting. Basically, um, they're host, hosted in Vegas this year in June. Um, and I ended up not qualifying. Like, that's kind of a long story. Um, I since I weighed over um the weight that I was supposed to weigh in, I didn't qualify because I'm in the position where I also age out of the category. So I'll be 20 in June and I'm 19 right now when I competed. Um so I wasn't able to qualify. Um had I been 66, I would have been able to qualify regardless of my age. Uh but I wasn't able to. Um but Raw Nationals is definitely one of the meets I want to do. Um I think I'll be able to do that next year in twenty twenty three. Um because I'll be competing next year in October um and I'll probably I will I will end up qualifying um definitely want to do that meet um now that they have professional powerlifting I definitely want to qualify for that um I forget exactly how you do that but I do know a link where I can look that up and I remember seeing it on Instagram um I think I ha- I'll I'll be able to do that in the next few years. Um it has to do with like your total and your body weight or something like that. Um so definitely getting a pro card for that that's definitely in the future. Um if not next year within like the next 3 4 years. Um cuz it'll definitely definitely be really really hard. Um after that I'm not really sure if I would ever want to compete in the IPF of the direction it's going. But I definitely like want to be one of the like top three, either 75 kilogram lifters, which is 165 pounds, or 82.5, which is, I believe, 182 pounds. Um, I'm really tall for, I'm five, eight and a half. Uh, being 66 and uh, being five, eight and a half is ridiculous. Uh, A lot of people that are 66 are probably like 5'4 and below. Uh, And a lot of people that are in the 82.5 and and even 90-kilogram class, they are my height. So I could go up as much as 200-plus pounds, really, or just under 200. Um, But my main goal is definitely just to be, like, one of the best lifters that there is. Uh, When it's all said and done, one of the greatest, definitely. Uh, but it's Love definitely that. a long journey. <laughs> it's definitely a long journey.
0: Hey, you got ways to go, but you're making great progress. Um, <laughs> and just keep, keep it up because you got big things ahead of you. Um, so before we wrap up this episode, I know it, it's been pretty much all about powerlifting. Um, <laughs> but as I've mentioned, like you're one of the hardest working people I know, um, beyond just powerlifting. So Jack, we asked this to all of our. Um, guests on this podcast but what is your why like what is the reason you wake up every day what is your goal in life if there is one thing that you could pick or the reasoning behind everything you do what is that
1: um that's that's a tough one um regarding like powerlifting specifically like when i'm going into the gym and i'm just like i don't want to be here. Um, there are a few names that come to mind, uh, that I'm, I'm not going to drop their names just because, uh, I just want to keep that to myself. Um, there are a few names that come to mind that I'm just like, kind of like, if they were right here right now, what would I kind of be doing? Um, and I think I'm, I'm really just chasing a title that is one of the best, um, when it comes specifically to powerlifting um, and being like one of those bigger influences in the industry where, you know, when you hear my name, you think of one of the best and one of the most influential when it comes to the USAPL. Um, I don't really know where or what direction uh, I specifically want to go in to the USAPL. Um, but I definitely want to have a part in what they're doing because what they're doing right now is pretty crazy. Um, especially like trying to get us on the ESPN, the production of the, of the USAPL, um, of their pro meet, um, even being like a media director, director, somebody in charge of like an Instagram or something like that, like that would be pretty cool. Um, and like photography and videography, that's another thing that's really cool. Um, you know, that kind of powerlifting got me into. Um, but yeah, it's just to be like one of the best, uh, most influential and, you know, try to have that audience where I'm able to motivate somebody else. Like what what my role models are for me, I want to be for other people. Um, that's probably the biggest thing, not the title or the other stuff like that, that's definitely one of the things that gets me going. If I'm like, I don't want to do this today. Cause there's plenty of days that are like that, <laughs> but it's definitely to to get to people and, you know, make them better. I mean, powerlifting, anybody can do it. Um, I kind of like joke around to myself. I've never told anybody this, but like powerlifting, like gave me direction and it gave me like, like a reason like it's a way to express myself competitively uh when i came out of high school i knew i wasn't playing basketball um and you know i was kind of lost to be honest before like even when i was doing what i'm doing with my career and other things like i was like i don't i don't know (laughs) it gave me something to do competitively it's really cool
0: we love to hear that because Michael and I, like we talk a lot about it. I think we have an episode just on that, is having that purpose, having that why. It's so extremely important, and it really can help you just feel like you you belong on earth and belong, and you have a purpose um, that you can chase. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that you really are putting a lot of what you're doing, and you hope to kind of give back, um, be an inspiration for other people. And I think with ESPN, all that stuff going on, there's so much room for growth. So just keep at it and there's nothing stopping you. Um, so my boy, Jack, that's that's all we got for you today. Um, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. It was dope learning from you about what you do and what you're trying to do in the future. Um, and we look forward to seeing you continue to progress. Um, yeah,
1: man, I'd love to be back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be seeing you in a little bit, two weeks. Yeah, December 17th. <laughs>
2: yes,
0: sir. Um, so for our listeners out there, please check out expedition.success on Instagram. If you would like to talk about today's episode, have any questions or recommendations, please reach out on our Instagram or through our email at expedition.success.podcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode.